0: So 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Let me ask you guys this. Who wrote the book of 2 Timothy? Did somebody say James? Uh, Paul. Yes. Who wrote the book of 2 Timothy? Paul. Paul. Who do you write it to? Timothy. Where is Timothy the pastor at? Where is Paul when he wrote it? there is we're getting somewhere, yes. Last week, last well not last week, the week before, we talked about and meet and instructing them to oppose themselves, that God's word is what brings change. This week, we're going to deal with Second Timothy chapter number 3, and it's funny because I told you guys when we did Second Timothy 2.22 that I was so glad that we got to do something that didn't involve me telling you bad things. Like, thou shalt not. This is, it was free off of you for lust, but follow after. I got to tell you what you should do. Well, today, we're back in Second Timothy chapter 3, and Paul gives us a long, long list of uh, things that are giving problems to us in our lives. So let's read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1. I'm going to read the first two verses. Well, actually I'm going to read two verse 6, but then um, we're going to talk about the first two verses. It says, This know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be of of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heavy, high minded, lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. As we look into Second Timothy chapter number three, we get a lesson. in just a second I'm gonna fill out hand I'm gonna fill out the blanks. But this is what I want from you real quick. I want everybody to tune in. Because what I, I believe that we're talking about tonight, I know I tell you every single time, but I'm excited about the, the passage that we're studying, and tonight is no different. We come to Second Timothy chapter number 3. We are faced with the things that will face you guys' generation. Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, Hey, Timothy, the last days some things are going to happen that are going to make it difficult for you. And he gives us a long list of those things. Now, if you can think that these things were bad in Timothy's day, I can only imagine how much worse they are today. If you watch a TV show from the 50s, and you watch a TV show from 2012, you notice there's a slight difference in the content. There's a a slight difference in the content. Why? Because things, the second law of thermodynamics, things only tend to entropy, things only are getting worse in the world. And as we look at 2 Timothy chapter number 3, I want us to look at it with an open mind because there's a whole lot of things if we're not careful, the devil will deceive us into. So let's go on some so we're going to jump right into this. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. The first phrase, this, know. This is information that I must know absolutely and understand and be aware of. This is information that I must know Absolutely understand, be aware of. There is no maybe about all the things that we're gonna do in the list for the next couple of weeks. There is no maybe. These are things that are going to face you guys in the future. And just like I said, if they're bad for Timothy, they're gonna get worse. So this is what you need to know. Understand, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. You're going to need to know this. He goes on, in the last days. The last days means final days in the end. Last days, final days. In the end, that perilous times. The word perilous is difficult and danger. So, what the word perilous means there? Difficult and danger. And I want you to see this because perilous is the perfect word for what what we're talking about here. The word perilous has two ideas that characterize the last days. Number one, the first word is difficulty. It will be hard and then there's going to be dangerous, I cannot get swept in. So when we look at the word perilous, it almost has two different ideas. One, that it's going to be hard, it's going to show difficulty, but two, it's going to be dangerous, and I cannot get swept in. The things in this list, and this is what I want you to get. Because some things that you're going to read, and we go through this list, you're going to say, Pastor burden." that is not a problem in my life, and I hope that is true for all of them. I hope everything we go through this list, you say, Pastor burden." Huh, I don't have a problem, being unthankful. Even though I'm probably sure that we will have a problem with that. Hey, Pastor burden. I don't have a problem with being disobedient to my parents. But what Paul is saying to Timothy is that, number one, this is going to make your life difficult. So you can let you know that in the last days, there are going to be things that make your life more difficult. I'm going to tell you that things that, as we learn, as those of you in the snow camp, things that you can find on the internet does make your life more difficult. Having to stand up and turn the television off when things come on that are inappropriate makes your life more difficult. Hanging out with friends that do not love God and desire to serve God makes your life more difficult. And this is what Paul is saying. And the last thing is perilous times. There's going to be things that make your life difficult, but also it's dangerous. Because you can get swept into these things so quickly. And I, as I read through this list, I see some things in my life. And these are all things that God hates, that God is not pleased with. And if we look through carefully, we'll find it. When we had a, um, one of the most powerful messages I've ever heard on sin was preached at a revival by Brother Tom Palmer. And pretty much his whole message was he went through every Bible list. That dame sins. He went to this passage. He went to Proverbs chapter 6. He went to Romans chapter 1. And he just read sins. He didn't even really talk about them a lot. He just stood up and he prayed and asked God and then asked us if we'd be willing to change whatever God chose. He just went down the list and started reading the sins that we have in our lives. And if we're not careful, guys, sometimes we will let things go in our lives and we'll be happy just to let them go. Let them ride. And Paul's saying, hey, this note, Timothy, you can write it down, mark it down, in the last days, perilous times, dangerous and difficult times are going to come. It goes on to give us a list. So let's go do this list. And let's see if it's not uh, relevant to our culture today. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. This is the inclination of every person to their own happiness. This is the inclination of every person to their own happiness. So the first thing he says is that in the last days, men shall be lovers of their own selves. They're going to be selfish. I can remember as a teenager, there was a pair of shorts that I wanted. They're back in the day before they sold and One at Walmart. and One used to be the cool thing. And so I remember I wanted a pair of n One shorts. They're 40 bucks. And I wanted to play basketball for my basketball team. I wanted a pair of One shorts. And I remember going through, and my dad said, one day these days I'm going to get you a pair of N1 shorts. And I was like, all right, all right, I can work with that. And I remember waiting, like, it's like middle basketball season. I don't have these shorts. Dad, when are you going to give me the shorts? And I remember walking through the mall, and I pointed those shorts out there in the wind, and I was like, Dad, you told me, and I was all upset, I said it in not even a guest to me, and I know I said it in a way that I should not have to my father. And I said, you know what, Dad, you told me, you promised me you were going to get me those shorts. I didn't know what kind of financial situation my mom and dad were in. I know they had to put me into school and everything and that it wasn't the time of the month to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to spend $40 on a pair of shorts. I didn't take any of that in consideration. All I said was, Dad, you promised me those shorts. And I remember my dad turned around and was like, son, I'll get you those shorts. And I remember he walked in, he bought those shorts, and he began to tell me all the list of things that were not going to happen because I bought those shorts. And you know what? It took all the joy of running on the basketball court in those shorts. I had them. But then I found out, you know what? This cost my family way more than I had thought because I wanted these things for myself. See, this Bible says, in the last days of Palestine, men shall be lovers of their own selves. We are selfish individuals, if we're honest. Some of you in this room, well, pretty much all of us in this room, look out for the happiness of one person, and that's ourselves. Hey, if this doesn't go my way, this isn't fun. If this isn't happening the way I wanted to go, then I'm done with it. The Bible says that in the last days, perilous times to come difficult and challenging times and dangerous if we get swept into it. But we're it's all we think about ourselves. I can imagine that the same story that I have told you guys that happened to me has happened to you guys on multiple occasions. There's some of us that, to us... The clothes we wear are more important than my family's needs. And we get that way sometimes. The things I want to do are more important than what anybody else cares to do. Oh, if we're not going to go to the restaurant I want to eat at, then I don't want to go anywhere. If we want to, and the Bible says if we're not careful in the last days, this is how it's characterized. You walk into, we're talking about Christmas time. You go to Walmart. Old lady's trying to find a parking space. Driving through Walmart. And there's a parking space right there at the front. And you see somebody. See the same old lady. Same lady. Just see her trying to go get a spot. Christmas time. Oops. She took too long. Hop out. And then walking into the building. Why? Because we, as a society, are characterized by doing. What makes us happy? And so the first thing we have to watch out in our lives is this: that men shall be lovers of your own selves. In your life, you just think about your day. How many things in this day have you done that you thought someone else first? Philippians two, three, and four. Look not every man on his own things, but everything. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. He says, number one, in the last days, men shall be lovers of their own selves. Number two says this, that there'll be covetous. This is not just regular covetousness. And you can look up the verse later. First Corinthians 5, 10-11 talks about covetousness, the same kind of covetousness that is in um, Exodus chapter number 20. But it is someone who is fond of silver. Fond of silver. Luke 16, 13-14. So not only are men going to be loving their own self, they want what they want. They don't want only what makes me happy. Number two... They're fond of money. They're covetous. Hmm. And I put myself right in here. But in the last days, we would be fond of money. What is the goal? Let me ask you this. What is the goal in your life after you get out of school? I will tell you that our culture, whether right or wrong or whatever, has embedded in us that your goal is to. Get good grades in school so you can go to college so you can do what? Make a lot of money. You can get a job that, hey, everybody's going, you know it. I want a job that makes a lot of money but does no work. Yeah, you know what? I want a job. I want to go to college so that I can go to school. I can go to a great college. Then after I get out, I want to make a year. And you know what I want to do is sit at my desk and then go outside, go golfing whenever I feel like it. I want to do what the big people do. And you know what? The Bible says this. This is in the last days. This is what God is saying that are bad about the way we think. Let me tell you why we don't have, why missionaries are coming off the field and there's not missionaries going back to replace them. We're covetous. Let me tell you why People don't want our lining up, not that God has called everyone to full-time ministry. But why people would say no to the call of God is because we're covetous. Why in the world would I give up my money for things of God? I know when I worked at Honda. One of the girls asked me one time, I don't remember how it came up. She just asked, me, How much do you give to your church? And I was like, oh, I give 10% and give the tithe. And she said, no, give me a number, give me a number, how much you give to the church. And I was like, okay. So I threw out a number, threw out 10%. She knew what I made, so I was like, 10% of that. And I was like, this, that's what I give to the church. And she said, what in the world? You give that money, much money is? those? And she called them things that I'm not going to say. And she said, why in the world do you give that much money to those kind of people? I will say, number one, I am one of those going to be on staff there. <laughs> number, second of all is, is because that's my duty to God. But why? In our culture, it is this: I have to work a lot of hours, put in a lot of, put in a lot of time, so I can make lots of money, so I can have the nice things in life. I told you guys I was reading the book not too long ago that I was talking about parenting. They're talking about making your kids suffer just for the sake of suffering. Not because you you have the money to be able to do it. I won't go as far as he did. But he said, your kids can have one one set of clothing. And instead, you may be able to afford, this is book was written back in the 1800s. But he was like, you may be able to afford them four or five outfits. But he said, you just make them wear one set of clothing because he said then they will know how to be thankful. And I was like, whoa. Now I remember we went to the store. After I read this book, Charlotte doesn't want to go to the store with me anymore. Because I read this book and Charlotte like, said, hey Dad, can I have this? No, 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 Because I don't want to support that covetousness. And I may take it way overboard, but I was reading the book. But the Bible says this happened in the last days. The last days before Christ came back, number one, men will be loving themselves. They only want to make themselves happy. They're covetous. They're materialistic. Let's go on. Number three. They're boasters. The, district, the description is of a braggart or a person who does a lot of bragging. Person who does a lot of bragging. I don't think we have a problem at all in this youth group with that. So we'll just mo- <laughs> so we'll just move on. No, but we <laughs> but we look at our society, our culture. We have to. When we do something well, and I do this myself too. Hey, hey, did you, did you see what I did for the court? Oh, I just want to make sure you saw it. I want to try, like, not to uh my own horn or anything, but I just want to make sure you saw it. Oh, wait, do you see what new thing I have? <laughs> you probably don't have, but that's okay, because you're not cool as me. <laughs> and when we look at our lives, sometimes it can be characterized by bragging. The, the bad thing about all these things, though, when I read through this list, you read through the list of Romans chapter 1. Fornication, homosexuality, all kinds of things that we would say, were, way, way past the burden. we huh, really don't need to be dealing with that right now. But when you look through the list of 2 Timothy chapter number 3, we do kind of laugh. Oh, In the last days, people will love us. People love themselves. They're selfish. Oh, Pastor Burden, I have, <laughs> I've got a selfish sometimes. Yeah, that's all good, though. Oh, Pastor Burden, yeah, I, I, I have, I have a brag every now and then. Yeah, I do want to go to school, get a good job, so I don't have to, I mean, do no hard labor or anything. I don't want to do all that. And we laugh. But see, when Paul's writing to Timothy, I want you to picture in my mind. Paul is sitting in prison writing his last letter. Timothy, this is what I want you to know that your life is going to be difficult. Because, see, men are going to love their own selves. I mean, special the Holy Spirit, he is writing down in his heart some of the most serious issues that Timothy will deal with. And, see, sadly, sometimes we don't think they're that big of a deal. Oh, <laughs> bragging. <laughs> well, I've got I to make sure everybody knows how special I really am. You know, what? All that... Um, uh, do business because uh, most of you guys know, but when we were playing basketball at snow camp. There was the one little guy, and I remember we were sitting around picking teams, and this one guy is walking around the court. Hey, you guys come over here. You guys come over here and do this and do this. And I remember Braden was like the five-year-old here is like leading the whole court, and I remember he's like this tall, and he's like going and telling us all how we're doing it. Now, me, not that I am the best, I am not the best basketball player in the world, but I do know. I do know that I probably could beat the kid who is trying to run everything. I do think that. <laughs> I know you're talking about Brian again. I'm sorry. But I do think I can get him. Not anybody else. Not anybody else. But can you imagine now if this kid walks up to me and like, hey, hey, you, Aaron, I'll take you one-on-one. We'll go. And we play a game. And seeing that I am like 50 feet taller than he is, and I can probably move a little faster than he is, I could beat him. <laughs> I could think I could, I could pull it off. Now, for me to see this, see this guy who's probably like 11 years old telling me how great he is in basketball, I look at it and I'm like, okay, man, you keep up the good work. One day when you grow up, you come talk to me. <laughs> and if I, if I, I would think that in my mind. Now, can you imagine on a much bigger scale anything that I have, Writing about it before God? God, the one who spoke the word in existence. Oh, oh God, I am so good looking. You can almost hear God in heaven, like, (laughs) what? Like, you only, uh, by my grace, have. Well, God, I'm so talented that I have to make sure that everybody knows how talented I am. Can you see God? Oh, you're you're so talented? Oh, when you raise the dead? You come talk to me. Oh, you're so talented? Oh, can you make a lame man walk, then you come tell me how much power you have. And see so when we look through Second Timothy chapter three, we look at some of these things and say we're like, Oh, huh, they're not that big of a deal. But think how I'm sick that makes God. That someone who's made out of dust is gonna walk around and tell the tell everyone how great they are. He says in the last days paralyzed shall come to them and be the Love his own self, covetous, bolsters, and he goes on and says proud. He puts proud and bolsters in two different spots. I think that's interesting. Number one, I mean, not number one, go, go ahead right down here. God hates pride. In Proverbs six sixteen through 19, the Bible gives a list of these six things of the Lord, hating you, seven, are the abomination of proud milk is one of those. Pride is summarized by you are or trying to appear you are better than others. I'm better than others. Bolsters, hey, how good am I? Prouders, say hey, I'm so much better than everyone else. We do this a lot as Christians sometimes, especially as independent fundamental Baptists. Huh, well, when they really get right with God and they start acting like we do, when they really get right with God and they start singing the songs that we sing, when they get right, when they actually get a Bible like we read, and sometimes we think that just the thing that God given us by his wonderful grace, that we're better than everyone else. Now look at this, real quick, illustration. I have not one time ever drank alcohol. Never one time. I don't know what it means to have a hangover. I don't know what alcohol tastes like. For me to go to anyone to walk into a form of unanimous and stand up in front of a crowd and say, you know what? <laughs> you guys struggle. But let me know, let me let you know, I've made the right decisions in life. I have not touched the stuff. Wouldn't be caught dead with, found with alcohol. And I started telling one how great Aaron Burden is. You know what? On the bottom shelf, you know what this is? It is only by the great grace of God that I have a family, that I had a mom that prayed for me. It is only by the great grace of God that I had a mom that said, hey, you're not going to go there with these friends. You're not going to have this. It's only by the great grace of God that when I was probably like nine, ten years old, friends came in our yard and we were playing, and kids said a curse word. Didn't even, I didn't even know what the curse word was. They even heard the word. I just remember my dad came around the house and he walked around the house and he said, hey, you get out of my yard and you never come back. And the kid took off running. And you know what? I didn't even know what the problem was. Dad, he only said. <laughs> Don't say it good so I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I didn't even know what the word was. You know what? It's not because Aaron Burton's better than anybody else. It's only because God's been so good to me. And the same thing in your lives. Sometimes we can start to lift up with pride. <laughs> well, I go to such and such school. Well, I do this. I have this. <laughs> you better watch out. It's only by God's wonderful grace that God hasn't allowed me to face some things. And so when we look at pride, once i going to go back to the illustration, can you imagine going up before God and bragging about how great you are? <laughs> yeah, God, I'm so good. I, I've got all these things in my favor. And God's like, you know what? <clears throat> you wouldn't even be able to breathe if I didn't let it happen. So he goes on and says, number one, let him grow proud. I'm going to keep saying number one all night. He's saying he they uh, love their own selves, couches, boosters, proud. He goes into blasphemers. Blasphemy. Just know in the last days, there's going to be blasphemers. Blasphemy is an injury offered to God by denying that which is due and belonging to him or attributing to him that which is not agreeable to his nature. Blasphemy is an injury offered to God by denying that which is due and belonging to him Or trading him that which is not agreeable to his nature. You know what blasphemy is. When someone says something irreverent about God. Can I just put a little plug in here? The most every comedian, major comedian, makes people laugh through blasphemy. You listen to both of them. They will say God and they'll put curse words with it. They'll make fun of Christians. They'll use God's name and a curse word in the same sentence. Paul's saying to Timothy, in all senses, this is Paul's last letter. He's trying to give everything he has to Timothy. These are things that you're going to have. Hey, the last thing, there's going to be people that are blasphemous, who speak ill of God himself. And the sad thing is, sometimes we laugh about it. It's a joke. Oh, man, that guy's so funny. That movie was so funny. When they're cursing the very name of God. Dave Young talked about it when we at Camp, for those of you who went, he talked about how some people get more offended about their music than they do God's name. He talked about how some people, if you said, he, he used Justin Bieber, but he said, it, um, he said there's some people that he's preached and he said, you shouldn't listen to Justin Bieber, and he said, those people got so angry with him afterwards, they came up and afterwards, hey, you can't talk about Justin Bieber like that, you can't do it, and he said, we would listen, but he said, they would watch a movie, the same movie that would have Someone say God and put damn at the end, and they would see nothing wrong with it. Cause in the last day you see he blasphemous. Hey, who is God? Who cares about God? I watched a tape that they showed at um they showed it at a spiritual leadership conference and in in, uh, in California. And so I started watching the tape and they showed this guy who stood up and he was he was an advocate for homosexuality. And in his speech, advocating homosexuality, he began to curse the very name of God. Now, they, they, they break things out so that you couldn't hear, but they wanted to show some of the things that people have said about Christ. Those passages there. And he began to just, like, blast God Almighty. And it's like, sad thing is, you look at that and you'd say, oh, that is so horrendous. But we we'll watch television or watch movies where God's name is drugged through. Where people say Jesus Christ and all kinds of obscenities after it. and well, we have no problem with it. He said, hey, it's going to be difficult. There's some things that are going to be dangerous to you. And then people are going to be blasphemous. Let's go on. Not only blasphemers, but, wow. I don't think we have this problem either. So I may skip over this too. Disobedient to parents. He said, it's not in the last days they'll be disobedient to parents. We are warned to stay away from a stubborn or willful disobedience to parental authority. We are warned to stay away from a stubborn or willful disobedience to parental authority. Disobedient to parents. Now, I can tell you that if it was my last letter to Timothy, I was writing, I'm about to die. And I was writing the list of the worst things that you had to worry about, I would probably not put disobedient to parents on my list. To be perfectly honest, the word disobedience, sometimes we just associate it, we associate it with being a child. If I went to Pastor Ferguson's office tomorrow, and I didn't do something, he'd ask me. But I have a couple projects that I'm working on for Pastor Ferguson to help him not do something. Now, if, just say so I don't do those problems, I mean, I don't take care of those things, and Pastor Ferguson has a problem, he says, hey... Pastor Burton, I want you to come to my office. And I come in and sit in his office, and I sit in a chair, and he's like, Pastor Burton, I'm not happy with your disobedience. You know what? As a grown man, I'd be like, disobedience? <laughs> like, I'm trying to work on this, but disobedience? Because sometimes we think disobedience is like a third-grader word. Oh, <laughs> don't disobey your parents in junior church. But when Paul's writing this down, he thought it very important and his last letter to write, the last thing was going to make it difficult and what's going to make it dangerous is that you're going to be disobedient to your parents. And when you look at that, you really start to see, you know, I was going to put on the back of your hand up to look up how many times disobedient to parents is put in lists of sins. And it is quite a bit. It's in Romans chapter 1 also. When you look at disobedient to parents, we think it's no big deal. But any time, go ahead and mark it down, any time willfully disobey your parents you are violating God's law we don't think of it that seriously hey, parents say I'm not even going to talk about the old take out the trash illustration because that's that's not where we're at you guys are older than that I'm sure if your parents said take out the trash you would say alright and you go do it I'd hope so. <laughs> I hope we're there. <laughs> but what most likely will happen is this. Your parents will say, hey, you ought not listen to, and you willfully, willfully, knowingly put a pair of headphones on, go in the room, shut the door, and do it. Hey, you should not hang out with. All right, mom. And you go do it. So I don't think we understand. How serious God is in his word. He says in Ephesians one, Children, obey your parents in the world, for so this is right. Honor thy, first, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment of the promise, that it may be well with thee. And just like I talked about on Sunday, God desires what's best for us. That's why he asks us to obey our parents, but yet we don't think it's that big of a deal if I disobey. I don't think it's that big of a deal if I willfully go against the authority God has put in my life and if Paul's writing it down he says hey last days you <laughs> can be a whole lot of disobedient parents and you know what I'm not even talking about the five year old kid that wants a candy bar at Walmart and throws a fit I'm talking about the teenagers that sit in church and know God's word but yet when their parents say something disobedient it's a five year old word when God Almighty said I'm the inspiration of the Holy Spirit hey it's important that you obey your parents. He says this. this will be in the parents. Unthankful. Unthankful. It's amazing how God sees ungratefulness as a dangerous issue. Unthankful. Well, my list of sins, I don't think unthankful will be on the top. On God's, it's on the top. Ungrateful. It's funny to me when you see Mr. Kaufman or some of the older guys that um, pass out candy, uh, Brother Josnell and some of the other guys. How many kids will walk up to them and they'll hand them a candy? Oh, this is the best. This is the best. Cracks me up. And if I ever see my daughter do it, and she may do it, and Lord willing, I don't see it because she will be paying for this. They hand it out. I don't want that one. I already have some of those at home. And I'm thinking like, well, Somebody just give me something for free. I'm just grab most of it. I don't, I don't even know what to do with this, but it's free. It's put it on my But we are thankful. Most of us listen to what your parents do for you. Gave the illustration earlier about uh, only wanting this for ourselves. Most of you right now, if you only do the sacrifices your parents made to get you where you are today, You say, well, we don't even have that much. I don't get to do this, and I don't have one of these, and I wish I could go there. You're ungrateful. And when we look at God's God says, hey, ungratefulness, Timothy, is something you have to watch out for. It's dangerous. You can get sucked into it. Looking at, oh, well, if God only allowed me to have, if I only had this, or if I could only do, he said this in the last days, they'll be unthankful. And just like I said, once again, I give the illustration to the children. There's a lot of things in our lives, to be perfectly honest, we're not thankful for. When we talk about Jesus' life, we talked about that on Sunday, where the followers came to Jesus and Jesus said, Hey, well, foxes have holes, birds' ears have nests, but the Son of God, have no, Son of Man, has nowhere to lay his head. I don't know anybody tonight who's going to go out in the 30, 30 degrees or below and pull up a sleeping bag because that's all they have and lay out tonight and sleep there. I don't know anybody who has that. I don't know anybody who hasn't ate before they come to church or maybe even after. I don't know anybody in here that's going to say, you know what, I'm not getting anything for the next couple days. Now, we may not get what we want, and some of you may want the supersized meal from everywhere from here to your house. You may not get what you want, but I don't know anybody who's not having it. And the Bible says that God says one of the big things it is. I'm thankful. We go on. Unholy. Unholy. In the last days there will be people with no heart reverence for God. No heart reverence for God. You know, there used to be a day when... People, just because you called yourself a Christian, they would act different around you. There was a time where at Honda, when I worked at Honda, anywhere when I worked at Enterprise back in the day, that people knew what I wanted to do. I told them, you know, I'm going to college, and I really would like to one day do something for the Lord and the Lord's work. And there were older people that would, if they, they knew that about me until they called me preacher man and whatever, everything else. But you know, when they cursed or they did something, they would turn around and say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But you know what? Most of the young people that I worked with, they could care less. I could be sharing the gospel with them. Hey, you know what? I would really like to come to church. I'm not going to the blankety-blank church. Whoa. Why? Because there's no reverence for God. They're unholy. I'm not going to do this blank, blank, blank. I don't care about your God. See, the Bible says in the last days it's perilous. There going to be difficult and dangerous times. They're going to make your life difficult. It's going to be difficult to try and share the gospel with someone who has no care in the world for God. It's going to be dangerous because if not, we will surely get wrapped in the, of the mindset that, you know what, God's not really that important. I have no reverence for God. Now, pardon me here if I touch on a subject that you don't like. But you know what? There used to be a day when people would set their Bible down. And now, it's kind of like, huh, we want to play. Huh, just chuck your Bible wherever it lands. There used to be a reverence for God. But when you were in church, and sometimes I still hear now, don't do that. We're in church. You know, you shouldn't do that ever if it's wrong. So it doesn't matter if we are in church or not. But we've lost our reverence for God. He said, "In the last days, the people are going to be unholy. When it comes to God and Godly things, they could really care less, and they'll let you know that." And Paul writes to Timothy, "Hey, you're going to have to watch out for these things. There's a whole much more in this list. Probably next week we're going to work on two more verses of the list as we go through. But can I just can I just encourage you to sometime this week before next week, look through this list and look at your life. Hey, look at it. Am I selfish?" Do I want think what makes me happy? And if it doesn't make me happy, I'm done. If it doesn't go my way, I don't want it. Hey, am I involved with things that are blasphemous? Are the things that I watch and the things that I listen to, are they blasphemous to God? Can I, do I need to change that? Look at the list. Because I'm telling you once again, sometimes when we go to the Bible, we just think, oh, yeah, that stuff's in the Bible. But this is in real life. There's a man who's sitting down about to die. about to be headed for his faith. And he was writing to another young preacher and he's saying, hey, these are the things that you're going to have to watch out for. So let me tell you something. If somebody had to watch out for them, I can guarantee you can take it to the bank. You're going to have to watch out for it. You're going to have to watch out for these things in your life. So go through the list this week sometime and try to make sure where you're, take an assessment of where you are. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, once again, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this book. Lord, how it tells us how we ought to live our lives. Lord, I know as I go through this, God, there are so many things in my life. God, where I have to sure up. I have to make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. And God, would you please help these young people to do the same? God, that we'd be godly. And Lord, just like Timothy, Lord, that we would watch out. Lord, maybe there's some things in our lives that we don't have going on right now. You know what? I don't struggle. We don't struggle with but Lord, I ask you to please help us to be real with ourselves and to change what we need to change, and Lord, then be careful, Lord, for the dangers of all the things that could come to our lives. Once again we love you. We ask you to give us a good night. Thanks for all in Jesus' name. Amen.